What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 45.0. Um, we are uh, playing through a small little game called Psychonauts, made by Double Fine Studios, uh, the same people who brought us Full Throttle and Costume Quest. And did they do Monkey Island, or was that before? That was Lucas. Lucas yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, but they did uh, Grim Fan. Oh no, that was Lucas as well. Broken yeah, Age would be yeah. the most recent one, I guess. Yeah, Broken Age. Um, oh, Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend. Yeah, Tim Schafer. Um, which I guess he worked for Lucas Arts at the time. Mm, him and who's that other guy that he made Monkey Island with? Can't think. Rod Rod Gilbert. There you go. Ron, Ron Gilbert. Rod Gilbert. One of the two. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but uh, this series I have with me uh, a returning guest from a long time ago, John Whitehouse. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, it seems like a while. It has been a while. I can't remember when we did Heavenly Sword, but that was uh, the last time you were on. It's the only time we've been on. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, that, that, I think it was one of the single-digit series. I mean, it, may, it was, yeah. It was yeah. just one episode. That gave yeah. me short. <laughs> it's, it's short, yeah. I think I beat that in a day. Yeah, that does not take some doing, to be fair. Yeah, but um, yeah, so uh, we're uh, we're playing through Psychonauts. Uh, it came out um, in 2005 on the original Xbox, I think was the first platform. Mm, it did definitely, I'm sure it came out on PS2 as well at some yeah. point after. Yeah, I, I know it did come out on PS2. That's where I actually, where I played it the first time, which I guess we can go ahead and get into our history with the game itself. Mm. Um. Me, I, 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 uh, I remember seeing ads for it on, um, on television and stuff like that. I was like, ah, it looks kind of cool. I didn't know anything of like Tim Schafer and Double Fine and stuff like that. And truth be told, I, I don't think I'd ever played any of their games before. Um, I, I mean, I, I again, I played it on originally on the Xbox. Never completed it uh, first time around. Um, I didn't know who was associated with it at the time. Um, if I look back now, the first uh, Tim Schafer game I played was Grim Fandango. Again, I, I was never a massive puzzle game fan, so I didn't make it very far yeah. in Grim Fandango. But, um, you know, looking back on it now, obviously they're the same person. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I remember, I'm sure I picked that up for the original Xbox um, back in the day. Yeah, I, um, I didn't own an Xbox, so I played on the PlayStation 2. Um, but I do remember playing it and, and, and completing it, um, and, and enjoying it for what I did, for what it was. Um, that was a different time back then where the, the kind of like character platformers, you don't see much of those nowadays. Um, no. you know, Jack and, Daxters and, um, the, uh, you know, Ratchet and Clanks and stuff like that. And Psychonauts seemed interesting for his time. I, I think the art style was actually what kind of grabbed me to it. It certainly is striking, uh, for sure. Reminds me a lot of um, like a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, I mean, I was when I was playing through because um, I played through the segment that we're going to talk about yesterday. Yeah, because um, I wanted to be fresh in my mind for today, and um, it actually a lot of the the visual styles reminded me of Grim Fandango. It's kind of got that um, that Mex was it South American. Day of the Dead kind of look to it. Yeah. The, 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 everybody looks like monsters in this game. 
Yeah, with the exce- I don't think Raz does too much, which is you know, you know the the character that you're playing. Yeah. Um, although you can rename him, but obviously everyone sort of uh, refers to him as Rasputin. Um, he's yeah, you know, he's the normalist um, looking one there, with the exception I think of the um, coach, uh, the first sort of psycho uh, psychonaut teacher that you that you actually encounter. Um, I think as a you know um, one of the main characters, he's probably the most normal looking Raz. But there are some real weird looking characters uh, in yeah. there. Yeah, they, they all the kids kind of remind me of the kids from Halloween Town and Nightmare <laughs> Before Christmas. With the really weird fucking faces and stuff. It, it, it really does. It looks like that. Um, we'll see. We'll see the. The like the the bully. What's his name? Is it Bink Bink Blink? Begin with a B, I think. But he's got this massive hairdo and big buck teeth. It's so funny. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's really weird. But um, let's see here. Trying to think here. I I can't can't find it. Yeah, but I I know who you're talking about. He's he's really weird looking, and all the characters (laughs) look really weird. Like even Raz's friend uh, Dogen. Dogen, yes, he's yeah. like, yeah, with a tinfoil hat. Yeah, he looks, he looks like something from A Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, so it's it's a very weird art style. Um, but it, it works in the context of the game. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, in in two thousand five when this released, it was actually excuse me published by Majesco, um, and uh, it didn't do very well. In fact, it was pretty much a failure. Um, and it put Majesco not necessarily out of business. It, it took them out of the video game market. Wow. That's yeah. yeah. That, that I can, I mean, you, everyone looks back at that game. Well, most people look back at that game with, um, f- uh, a lot of fondness. Yeah. Um, you know, it was his last great game kind of thing. Um, and I, I can see, I see where they're, coming from it's very different to what he'd done before uh you know and again it was in a time when um you know platformers was was still viable yeah um i don't know it's maybe it suffered from like my poor marketing i i mean i don't know i can't I, I don't even remember picking the game up. It, may, it must have just been on a shelf. That, and I can remember the front cover being green. And, uh, you know, there's a, like a, a photo of Raz or a picture of Raz on the front. And I yeah. remember, maybe that stood out and I picked it up. Um, I don't think I ever remembered anything about like marketing or knowing what the game was before I got it. Um, uh, so maybe market was a, a problem. Um, also it's, it is very much out there. It, it, even though platformers are, a, you know, a staple genre, of it's it 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 does come across, as you say, very much like uh, like Nightmare Before Christmas, and those are at the time they even at the time they were niche titles. That film wasn't popular until a few years after it sort of came out. I don't think so. Um, you know, it's it's a kind of shame that it never sold. Yeah, as as you know, very well, and it, you know, people have been crazing for a remastering or a, re- a sequel. That I don't think's ever going to happen. You know, yeah. Um, even with Double Fine pretty much being a very much self-funded or Kickstart-funded company now, I don't think you're ever going to you're going to see that. Um, it's yeah. 
it is a shame for sure, but it, I, I can see why that wouldn't have sold very well. Yeah, it actually developed a pretty fine cult following. Um, but um, actually, interesting. I'm looking on the Wikipedia page for it. The, the acquisition uh, for the for the rights of the game in 2011, uh, Majesco uh, their publishing deal expired, and it went back to Double Fine. And then Double Fine decided to uh, redo it a little bit and put it up on Steam. Mm. And which now, is, that's the version that we are both playing. I'm going to have words with you about this one for okay. sure because um, I didn't know when it went on Steam. Uh-huh. Um, now, it, I, I'd already bought it. I must have got it in a sale or something because yeah. that game is constantly, you know, in, in a lot of the Steam sales for, uh, uh, you know, one or two pounds. It's never very expensive. And when we were talking about what we were going to do, we came up with Psychonauts. I had that. Oh, that's fine. I've, I've got it. I see here in the library. I can download it and play it. Um, and it supports Steam achievements. Yes. Which I was thinking, well, that's that's either... It's been on PC for a while, and then Double Fine have gone back into it and tinkered with it, updated it, patched it, and supported the achievements, which is really cool. Um, or it was more recently released, which sounds like that's what it was. It's, yes. you know, they, they touched up a little bit and released it. What's really annoying is that you're saying that was 2011, so five years ago. Uh-huh. People were using controllers on PC yeah five years ago and that game supports using a controller except for the prompts yeah that really really annoys me what 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 i think they did was add steam achievements and steam trading cards to it and kind of revamp the controls but why would you not if you're gonna because you're gonna give support for controller that must have been in there day one if that game came out in 2011 that on steam that must have been in there from day one why not put prompts in that just seems daft well here's the thing um it was all right so it came out on in 2005 on Xbox and PlayStation. Um, and then it came out on Steam uh, on, in 2006. I think... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I think what they did was they took... When they got the rights back in 2011, they took the Steam version that they already had and scaled it up to 1080p and... Um, and added Steam achievements and stuff like that, revamped the controls a little bit with that version. So they just didn't re, like, you know, they didn't put in the prompts for that stuff. It is still technically the same PC version, but it's just kind of updated. That's just, but what just seems like a daft thing. Cause it's great that it's got the support. Yeah. You know, all of the buttons have a use. It's, it is probably mapped exactly as it would have been on, on console. So why not? I can't be that much to change the icons for a prompt that because, may be true. um, admittedly, whenever you get a new power, it gives you a tutorial. Well, so far anyway, it gives you a little tutorial on how to to do it. So you can actually mess around with the buttons to see which ones are the right ones. But it's so much handier, especially since you know you've got your your quick action stuff 
on the bottom right corner of the screen, but they're pertaining to enter and death and whatnot. It'd be really nice to have them as, as actual buttons. That's true. Um, I, and that, that kind of gets to me every once in a while, but it's kind of like one of those things where you just kind of get used to, okay, this button does this. And, you know, you can remap that stuff too. You can, you know, I've got, I've got like the mind bullets, but I can also put them to, instead of the right bumper, change them to the, to the you know, left bumper or something like that. Yeah. So, it, it, it allows for a little bit of customization, but it does not help you on what those buttons are. <laughs> no, it's again. I'm thankful that it does it because I would have really struggled if that had been a mouse keyboard and keyboard. Mouse. I was screwed. Yeah, no, there was no way I could play this game. <laughs> yeah, because it's a platformer, and I know you know I'm one of those people. You know, if it weren't for the fact that controller support is so integrated now into PC gaming, I I wouldn't have a PC. Yeah, I'm one of those people. I'm not Master Ace, you know. Um, and it's nice that it's got it. It's just that little bit. It just lets it down slightly. Just slightly. Yeah. I'm, I, 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 yeah, I'm the same way. But, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. One of the other things I do have to mention, um, since we're playing this updated version on the PC, is that they made the game run at 1080p. Mm. But the cutscenes are not yes, in 1080p. No, they're still 480 or 420 or whatever. They are Amazing. muddy as shit. <laughs> yes, you can straight away tell when you jump into it. But on the plus side, the the it does look really nice while you're playing the game. Yeah. Um, yes, it's the dated graphics, but they run really smoothly. Doesn't overheat my PC whatsoever. My it can handle up really well. Um, no issues with uh you know graphic fidelity which is is great and you know because of the art style it doesn't it you know the fact that it's what 10 years old now you you it doesn't matter because it you know that little splash of paint that they put on there when they when they re-released it um has done enough to to get make that game stand out visually just because the art style is it helps it along for sure oh yeah I think it's uh, I think it's fine. Yeah, I trust me. We, when when playing Phoenix Down games, we get, you know, we we get into some of the old school stuff, and it's just, mm. you, you completely just forget about it after a while. <laughs> you know, going back to like I don't know Mario RPG or going oh, back wow, to yeah. Xeno Gears or something like that. Those are some hard Xeno Gears. Yeah, we did Xeno Gears. Didn't finish it. Wow! Wow! <laughs> it was long. I mean, we did like six episodes of that game. Jesus. And um, I could have finished it. Matt got stuck at a boss fight and could not progress. And so we just finally decided, you know what? We've been doing this for long enough. <laughs> Fair enough. And it was one of our mo- most popular series because Xeno Gears <laughs> is loved by everybody, it seems like. Is that anything to do with Xeno Blade that's coming out this week? That is a very big controversy that nobody knows. Um, okay. It, it no, it's it's oh, okay. they, they've never they've never came out and said because they had Xeno Saga that came out. And Is it the were, same developer? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, it so may, maybe complete... maybe maybe some of the people. Okay, but I'm not certain. Um, okay. But they're kind of like in the uh, same universe, but not really. Okay, it's weird. Well, but that um, game looks dense. I've seen some play of that, and I I, I like the look of it. Apparently, it's one of the best looking Wii games, but uh, Wii U games. But um, 
that thing's going to be way too dense for me. <laughs> I am going to be playing it tomorrow. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. good luck. Yeah. You have to let me know on the show. I, I watched somebody play that game, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in this game. <laughs> Jumping like, around a lot, I am, probably. Yeah, I am, I, I, it looks like a hardcore role-playing game, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm big into the hardcore RPGs. I haven't done one of those in a long time. I'm sure you'll have fun. So, um, but yeah, um, uh, my history with it, like I said, is that I bought the game. Um, I wouldn't say brand new. I probably got it like close to probably around my birthday or something like that. Um, I don't think I was working at the time. No, I was working because that was two. Yeah, yeah, that was 2005. I already had my job and everything. Yeah, so I, I, I guess I just picked it up. You know, it was one of those things that, you know, if it was before I had a job, then, yeah, I had to rely on my parents to buy something for me. But, yeah, <laughs> no, no, this is 2005. Yeah, I was well into the working market. <laughs> you you were supporting yourself at that point. Yeah, I was like, fuck it, I'm buying this game. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I picked up Psychonauts. Um, I, like I said, it wasn't brand new, uh, but uh, I did play through it. I remember parts, but I do not remember a lot of it. Um, so going back to this is kind of like mm, somewhat fresh. Uh, not, I mean, I, like, there's a few like instances of like, oh yeah, I remember this, and I remember this power. I remember, you know, the pyrokinesis and stuff like that. So, um, I don't remember having to get currency like the arrowheads. Oh, I can remember those. See, I I, I couldn't remember that, but now I'm like, oh right, I gotta go back and get all this shit. But I did notice because I where we played up to yes yes or well for this show mm-hmm. um is pretty much as far as I got when I first played it okay um but there's uh I when I went because it's a bit confusing the maps uh, it's a big map and you don't you know this was before like. Uh, GPS and games, you know, where arrow would point you in the direction you've got to go. The map tells you, but you've got to, it's buried in the menu. You've got to go find it. Um, so I was playing yesterday, and it was um, you start off, you do your tutorial bit with the the coach, um, and they then say, you know, click these arrowheads. You get sort of introduced to that. Oh, their currency was, you know, this camps on a Indian burial site, and then they make the joke, "What dead Indians are buried here?" No, that's where they buried their arrowheads, which I thought was quite funny. Um, and I remember having maybe a find in fifteen or twenty, and then going to see. I call him Scruffy. He reminds me of Scruffy from Futurama. <laughs> going to see the old guy in the shop, uh-huh. and he's got stuff there that's really expensive. I'm thinking, God, this could take forever. And then you do the. There's a mission. One of the first ones you get when you are um, where nine. I can't remember his first name, but the agent nine um, is. You've gone into his head, and he's shown you how to combat. And you can literally spam that thing oh, for yeah. an hour and get no end of arrowheads on that because they pop out two at a time every time you defeat an enemy. Yeah. Um, and I just I thought I'll milk that milk that for a little bit. So I don't you know I, the. Re- Finding them around is a little bit difficult. I know there is an upgrade you can get that allows you to – it automatically – you automatically collect them if you go near them yeah. without having to press the um, top button the, to do it. Um, I haven't got that yet, but um, I think the – yeah, that's a probably a good way of doing it is those combat scenarios because you get barely any find, you know, running around. It's those cards, I think, are the more important things to find, side cards. Yeah. 
which so, I still don't get. I don't. I, game doesn't do a great job of explaining. You get a couple of prompts, and they're saying, "Well, you've got to get like nine side cards mm-hmm. and a side core, and then you can go and meld them." So uh, to make um, a side rank, and so I went. I had plenty of side cards. Went and got a side core, which cost me most of my money because, and <laughs> it doesn't tell you how to to, to change them to to. Uh, put them together to make the Psy rank or whatever. You have to go to um, the head of the camp. Uh, but it Ford. doesn't tell you that. Uh, well, yeah, you have to stumble upon it in his laboratory. <laughs> I know I got my bacon. That was fun. Yeah, I got the bacon. Um, the bacon. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's just go into like a little bit of the, the story here. Uh, we play it as a kid named Rasputin Aquato. Um, oh, is that? Yeah, I didn't even know his surname. Yeah, I, I didn't either, but I, I'm looking on the Wikipedia page. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, everybody calls him Raz. Um, uh, and uh, he is a young kid who comes from a family of uh, circus performers, <laughs> acrobatic people. And uh, he runs away from the circus, so instead of running away to the circus, he runs away from the circus. <laughs> Uh, and wants to become a psychonaut. A psychonaut is kind of like a um, an elite psychic who can use their powers for almost like um, different types of things, like espionage or yeah, they like spies, military, they? yeah, military stuff and stuff like that. So, um, and he wants to become a psychonaut because he has psychic abilities, uh, and his father hates psychics. Uh, the reason why is because, and we find out through playing some of it, is because. Um, a lot of his family was killed by a bunch of psychics, um, and uh, they also put a curse on him or on his family. Uh, and that curse is to uh, they will all of his family members will die in water, which I think is such brilliant excuse for yeah you can't go in the water. You can't go in the water. <laughs> At least they put the effort in. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least they said this is there is an actual reason why you can't go in the water in this game. Brilliant. Yeah. Because if you go in the water, you're going to die because of this gypsy curse. <laughs> um, so uh, and it says right here, it says, uh, despite his father's wishes, his family is cursed to die in water, and a large hand attempts to submerge Raz whenever he approaches any significantly deep water. <laughs> it's, it's true. If you fall in water, a hand will try and grab you, and he jumps up into the air, kind of like how Mario gets his butt lit on fire and jumps. And if that happens three times, you die. It pulls you under and you die. Um, and uh, he runs off to this camp. Uh, it is a camp for uh, gifted youngsters. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a camp for uh, young kids who have psychic abilities to, to train. Um, and uh, he, he shows up there. And uh, all the camp counselors are kind of like, well, you, you, you're not allowed to be here. You have to have your parents' consent to be here. And, well, my, my parents don't know I'm here. Well, they, well, were you calling your parents to come pick you up then? Um, but the thing is, is that um, they, they notice Raz's power, the camp counselors do, which there's three of them in, in total. Um, there's uh, uh, Marceau Oleander, which is the coach. Um, there is, uh, Mila Vodello, who is, um, she's like a, um, darling. She talks like darling. She's yeah. Spanish or Mexican. Yeah. She's, she's like some kind of Hispanic, uh, character. And, uh, then there's Sasha she's nine. Never, 
Yeah, she's a levitation. Yeah, she's she's good at levitation. She's like mm. a levitation expert. And then Sasha Nine, who is um, he's he's the most mysterious one of them all. Um, he seems like he is uh, a full blown agent, like a almost like a spy. Mm. Uh, at times, um, but he's very intelligent, and he actually he he really likes Raz, um, which all of the the camp counselors do, um, and Oleander does as well because he he he's like a big military guy. He's like you know get down and give me twenty kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but he sees the power, and he's like, this kid has some serious psychic powers. We we really need to think about training this guy to be a psychonaut. And then Mila is like, no, no, she she's kind of like the voice of reason for everybody. And she's like, nah, we don't need to do this because, you know, it's against the rules. Uh, so they, they, they said that he can stay the night and stay the next day until his parents come uh, because they can't just have him wandering around. So he stays at the camp, and that's when we start exploring. And uh, uh, Coach Oleander is like, yeah, yeah, you can come do my training course. Uh, we'll see what you got. Um, and... The levels in this game are represented by a person's psyche. So when you go into a level, you're actually going into the mind of someone. And I love how they do it where you've, they've got this little doorway that they put on their head and then the doorway opens up. And then Raz puts his glasses on and gets sucked in. I think that's really clever. Yeah, so uh, it, like at the beginning, you see that all the kids are kind of just sitting there in a trance around the coach. And they're like, what the hell's going on? They're like, oh, they're all inside his mind. And if you want in, you got to go in through there. So Raz is technically in the real world just standing there in a trance, but he's inside of Oleander's mind. And then that's, that's kind of like the opening tutorial area, which is like this giant battleground where like, you know, there's planes and bombs going off and stuff like that. And, um, this is where we basically just get, you know, how to, how to control, uh, Raz and stuff like that. And, a few, a few little combat sequences. Um, uh, but the the interesting thing here is that when we finish this course, which takes a little while to do, um, while we're waiting to to exit his mind, we actually find this little secret corridor to the side, and it's, mm. a, it's a long white corridor that leads to a window. Uh, and when Raz goes up to the window, Coach Oleander shows up. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" It's like, get away from there. Come back over here. And then we leave his mind, and we don't know what the hell that was. But we'll get back to that in a minute. Um, so, um, yeah. So after that, it's uh, Agent 9 um, wants to talk to us. He gives us one of his little buttons uh, that you can put into uh, an isolation chamber where you kind of like – you become one with yourself while there. <laughs> so, yeah. so, sensory deprivations yeah basically so you 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 just you're, there's only there's nothing there except your own mind and you become a master of yourself it's weird uh but we go down into his laboratory and he has this gigantic machine that um allows you to actually go inside of your own mind brain tumbler the brain tumbler <laughs> very um grandiose and uh he's like we want to do a little experiment uh, we want to, I want to analyze your brain and I want you to go through it. So, um, we start off going inside of Raz's brain, but we're quickly stopped by a giant scary monster. Um, and Raz is like, I don't know what this is. This doesn't, this doesn't feel like 
anything that I've thought of. You know, it's nothing in my mind. Um, so we have to leave. When we leave, we have to learn how to shoot mind bullets. <laughs> so uh, we have to get a merit badge. So this is all kind of revolving around like the Boy Scout stuff of like getting merit badges for doing certain things. So we have to get the merit badge for shooting mind projectiles. And so we go through another training course with uh, Sasha, um, Agent 9, and uh, we go to his mind. Uh, and it, one of the interesting things about this entire game is the fact that every mind is a little different. You know, it's it, like it's like a whole different landscape and everything like that. And Agent 9's is what I liked it the most because – or so far because it was blank. Uh, <laughs> Very organized. Yeah, it was it – was, it was, like it's a big – cube in the middle of space and there's nothing there and raz even <laughs> says he says i figured your mind would be a lot more you know full he's like that's because i've learned to block everything i've learned to control myself and um we uh he wants to show us how to shoot stuff so um we're doing this little training exercise where um sensors so your mind has sensors where you have to stop yourself from saying things or thinking things um, and the sensors are represented by these little men in suits who have a sensor uh, stamp <laughs> yeah. that are trying to stamp you. Uh, so you shoot a few of them. He's like, okay, to get your merit badge, you have to shoot a thousand of them. And he's like, well, this is going to take forever because this machine only spits out one at a time and it, you know, it's slow. So we find the dial and we just crank the dial up all the way. And that kind of overloads the system and all of his sensors start coming out. So we're kind of surrounded by it. So we have to go his, – his level is basically walking around this cube. So like the gravity is kind of like you're on a planet, kind of like Super Mario Galaxy where you can just walk around a small little planet just keep going around and around. And each side of it turns into like an obstacle course where you have to, to stop all the sensors from coming out. And then the our first kind of boss fight is there. Um, there is – it looks like a gigantic baby – it's, it's meant to be a, like a mutated sensor. Yeah. So he's like, it just it takes up half the, the side of the cube, really. It's a huge old thing. Yeah, and he's chasing us. Uh, he squashes Sasha on a stamp, and he's stuck to the stamp, and he's talking to us. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we have to run around from it and then shoot it and stuff like that. And after you beat it, uh, I love the little line where it was like, wow, that was kind of crazy. So what do we do now? He says, now we leave my mind and we never speak of this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it, they, I have to give it to him. Tim Schafer does do a pretty good job with comedy. Um, it's it's one of, I think, his, his probably his strongest point is that getting funny in video games is very difficult. It is. It um, is. It's not something you can do because it's not a movie. It's, it's a completely different experience and not everyone gets it right. He most times does i mean if you look at games like i mean i didn't like brutal legends but you can't fault it for um for its lack of uh one-liners and funny quips costume quest one of the funniest games at the time i'd played in ages yeah um you know he knows how to do it and this is evident here it's those little like I say those little funny one-liners those little quips those little um cheeky nods um, that you as a player just appreciate. 
Yeah, he uh, Tim Schafer does it pretty good. And Brutal Legend was a little different. Brutal Legend was, you know, it was violent and they had cursing and stuff like that, hardcore cursing. But in most of his games, you would look at it and say, this is kind of kid-friendly. Um, but it always has those nods to the adults that are playing, saying, ha, you get this? You get this? <laughs> the kids might not understand it, but you get it. To be fair, one of the funniest things in Rune Legend is the bit where you choose whether you want it to have swearing in or not. Yeah. Because that, I, that, I just thought that was hilarious. But yeah, he's, yeah, he's very, I mean, again, costume quest is, is much like that because your protagonist, and again here, the um, protagonist is our children. Yeah. yeah. Young people. So you kind of, you have to have that kind of Simpsons comedy attitude where kids are going to find this funny, but the adults are going to understand where it's coming from and they're going to find it funny. Yeah, they're going to find other things funny. Yeah, and it's, it's, again, not many people can get that to work in video games. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult. And I think they do a very good job of it here. I mean, it's, it's most certainly kind of a cute game. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those, hey, you know, it's kind of kid, kitty friendly kind of thing. And they got some kind of, there's a few lame jokes that, you know, a kid would probably laugh at and stuff like that. But then there's some that are actually pretty funny, you know, just small little sarcasm or, or, or a little quip. You know, that somebody says, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. You know, it makes- and it's, it's never offensive. It's always non-offensive. It, yeah. You know, it's, um, again, it's a little, you know, deep, you know, a little elbow in the ribs kind of, <laughs> it's never a course or, um, out of place. Yeah. And they do it. He does a fantastic job with that. So after getting our merit badge for mind bullets, um, we are able to go back into, uh, Raz's mind. And uh, take out that monster that was blocking us. Um, and there's a few things I do want to mention before continuing on is that how how uh, there's there's multiple collectibles in these games. Oh God, gotcha. uh, Not not just um, getting like the the psi cards or um, getting arrowheads for currency and stuff like that, but there's also um, just like level things. So there's one where um, you have some emotional baggage. <laughs> which is actually represented by a bag that is crying <laughs> and you collect them by getting a tag that corresponds to the bag that you're looking for. Uh, so you'll collect these tags, bring it there and, and it makes the bag stop crying. Um, so you, you get rid of your emotional baggage and, uh, but then you also find like some hidden secrets, people who have like repressed memories and stuff like that. And you can find a safe that's running around and you're trying to hit it. Uh, and those usually offer up um, a little – it's like a slideshow. Yeah, it's like one of those um, viewer-matic things, those things you put up against your eye and play something. Yeah. I don't know if you – yeah, those things, very much like that. And uh, they, they kind of give a little backstory to certain characters depending on whose mind you're in and stuff like that. So that's that's where we get uh, some, of, some of the backstory. Um, so we continue on through Raz's mind. Um, and we've noticed that there's a few things that I noticed while playing, but then they bring it up later on, um, is that the, the area is weird. So it's like you're in like a cave or something like that and you're walking around, but there's like meat everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. The meat is, uh, like T-bone so- steaks mm. and like, uh, like, uh, pork chops and stuff. <laughs> and it's so strange. Um, and, uh, the weird thing is, is that like Raz is, it, I think he even says it to himself. It's like, what is with all the meat here? Yeah. But um, but we get to that a little bit later. 
Um, so continuing on through his mind, he, but we get to another part uh, where we see something weird is going on in this kind of like tower, um, and it's surrounded by thorns. We can walk up the thorns a certain way. Um, we can hear somebody screaming in the tower, so we got to we got to go up there and see what's going on. Um, but the uh, there's the the passageway is blocked by something, and they said, "Well, we can't go any farther until we get the teleportation merit badge. We got to learn how to teleport, not teleport, levitate. Excuse mm. me. Uh, so we need to learn how to levitate. So um, we leave our mind again, and uh, we have to go visit uh, Mila." Um, but before that, there, there's a few characters that I do on me. So we know the bully who looks goofy as hell and he's, he's, he's really is a dick. Um, and he, he bullies everybody, not just Raz. Uh, and he has a little sidekick with him. Who's, who's a dick too. Uh, but, uh, Raz has a couple of friends. Uh, one of them being, uh, Dogen who, um, He's not the brightest kid in the world. <laughs> he's slightly challenged. He's he's he he he's he has a heart of gold, but he is he's kind of stupid. Um, <laughs> and also, um, I I want to say the the love interest, Lily, uh, Lily, yeah. um, who is a a girl who kind of I, I wouldn't say is cold toward um Raz, but she's most certainly kind of guarded. Yeah, um, but she's also very sarcastic. Um, but intrigue. I mean, there's a uh, part as I was getting to sort of where we cut off. Um, she had kind of gone from this sort of guarded, very um, indifferent kind of character to being a bit more intrigued, trying to find because she's she obviously senses something that's not right as well. Yeah. So, um, and that's that's what what we get to. Um, but we have to go. Learn how to levitate. So we go to Mila, and we go into her mind, and her mind is a is just a big dance party. It's like a sixties like Austin Powers dance. Yeah, it, it is a it's a weird like disco area, <laughs> and I I really like this level because of how you learn to levitate. So levitate is not just you floating in the air; it's actually you create a orb of energy that then Raz then walks on. So a orb of energy is between you and the floor and Raz kind of like walks on it. Um, and it makes you go really fast so you can roll around different areas. Um, but on top of that, when you jump, it makes you jump higher and then you can hold down. I don't know what the button would be, but it's left trigger. Yeah, you hold down the left trigger and he kind (laughs) of, he lifts the ball up and it turns into like a balloon, which allows him to float. It's, it's a clever, you know, representation of levitation. Um, I did find that level frustrating in parts because there was uh, a lot of it is based around the fact that you're on this levitation ball and rolling around um, and it wants you to get high, but it doesn't necessarily tell you exactly where you need to go. So there's a couple of areas where I was in like a, you're in like this big, big ball or a sphere of sorts and you're rolling around and you have to get high enough, but it doesn't exactly tell you that actually you need to get this high jump, then grab onto the cage to climb up. It's that, that I found a little bit frustrating. Um, but it was a very ingeniously put together level. Yeah. 
the the cool thing about it was like yeah it looks like a little like a 1960s or 70s like disco dance party place but when you're rolling around and doing the platforming stuff it looks a lot like a pinball table Oh, I never saw that. Yeah, I never noticed that. It, it, it was because you know, like when you're on the ball, you, you'll hit these bumpers that shoot you up. It's almost like a Sonic the Hedgehog level. Oh yes, yeah, because it they, they basically checkpoints you. So if you then fall all the way back down, you haven't got to go through the whole rigmarole. It just you bump, bounce up again, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's the, you know, there's a ton of that, and it was kind of cool how they did all that. And it, like there wasn't, I don't even think there was enemies in this level. It was just you just platforming. Yeah, it's, it's all platforming on that one. And I found it kind of interesting. I was like, this is kind of neat, you know, how they did that. Um, and then she's like, oh, you're, you're really impressive with levitating. And we had to beat this race with the bully. And, um, that, cool, that, that took me a couple of goes. Oh, really? I did it on the first try. No, no, no. I, um, it was the movement because I found that whenever they put a boost, they always put something you had to steer out of the way of. And I got caught a couple of times. Yeah. I think third try I got it, but, um, Still, it, is, it was actually a fun part of that level. It's probably my favorite part of that. Yeah, it was. It's, it's really interesting how they handle these levels. Um, and she gives it's, us. It's good because it's it's different because the whole premise is is that these levels are created by the 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 brain the people you know the brains you inhabit and they are going to be different. They it, it's it was kind of a more modern take of like all of these platformers have different zones. Well, this does, but it's part of the story it's um, there's a reason for you being there not just zone one zone two it's it, it's built in and it i think that was a clever idea it? yeah the um and got them to be a bit wacky as well it didn't have to conform to anything normal because they were someone's mind yeah there's all sorts of crazy stuff in there so like, absolutely there's constantly there's a different thing i have yet to get it um but the um the cobweb um, duster. Yes. What does I mean? I know the cobwebs are there, and I haven't got the vacuum either to, to take it out. But yeah, what does that actually do? Do you know when when you've I, got them? Does it open other things up? Or? I don't know. <laughs> I might have to pick that up. And yeah, see what happens. It's expensive as shit, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's eight hundred. It's eight hundred arrows. Wow. Okay. That's and I'm just lot. like, I, but now that I've got the dowsing rod that allows. Oh, you to, got that. Yeah, you get the deeper arrows that are worth a lot more. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, just a, I'd say probably about twenty minutes of dowsing, I should be able to <laughs> to get enough arrows to get the the cobweb duster. But um, until then, I was like, well, I, I can't really get these. I have a feeling they're just another collectible to get. Probably um, there are, as you mentioned earlier, a lot of different things to to, to collect in that game. Yeah, including uh, figments of people's imagination. So there's constantly like these little outlines of things, um, just just kind of just around the level. And when you run into them, the, they kind of just disperse. So you have to disperse figments of people's imagination. But they're part of your leveling up system. They are. So, so you know, if it was a hundred per level, every hundred you get another rank, and then ten ranks gives you another an ability which you have to go see Ford for, isn't it? Yeah. So. Uh, let's go ahead and explain Ford. So we run into, <laughs> so it's weird. Who is Ford? Yeah. So here it's weird. So there is this old man, um, who it, it, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page and it says, uh, the aged Mark Twain esque Ford cooler. Um, 
and he he does kind of look like Mark Twain a little bit. He's got a big mustache and his hair's kind of kooky and he talks like that. He again, I don't know why, but reminds me of Scruffy from Futurama. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. But um, he we run into him and he is the um the the groundskeeper. He he's kind of like um just just cleaning. He's he's part of the custodial people. And um, you know, he's just kind of gives us some helpful advice. And then we go to the boathouse, and he's the oarsman. <laughs> and we're like, well, did, weren't you cleaning? And he's like, never mind that. And then we uh, <laughs> we go to the, uh, the, the the camp shop where you can buy things, and he's running the shop. And I'm like, Where'd you, how'd you get here? Wait, <laughs> weren't you just over there? And then we finally go to his kind of like main hub and he reveals to himself yes i am i am uh, ford i'm the guy who runs this camp um and he's one of the 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 greatest psychonauts uh that's ever existed and we're like so you're the custodian and you're like a great psychonaut why are you doing he says don't tell people that i'm who i am i'm trying to keep it a secret and I'm still like, I'm like, how the fuck are you? Uh, it must be teleporting because I was like, how do you get in these places? Well, the you don't know. He's a psychonaut. You don't know how he's doing that. Yeah. Something with your mind. Or maybe he has a bunch of brothers. Possibly. They all look the same. Um, but yeah, so he uh, he's he kind of believes in us as well. We're telling him that we don't that something is up with my mind or something is up with with what's going on in my mind. Um, and he's like, we'll keep investigating it. And stuff like that, and we'll, we'll get back to you on that. So we go back to Sasha's um, agent, Sasha Nine's um, lab. We go back into the brain tumbler, and we go into our our mind again. Now I know this is where you stop, but I'm gonna I'm gonna continue just a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, because we actually talked about it. So uh, there's a boss fight at the end of this. So when we get up to the top of the the thorns, and we go into the tower itself. We have a cutscene where it has our friend Dogen, the the, the little dumb kid. Um, he's sitting there in a dentist chair. You see, I've seen this, but this was before I got levitation. Yeah, I mean, you got a little bit of it. Uh, okay, so there's more, is there? There's uh, a lot more of it. So right, but when you get up there, there is like this. He looks like a mad scientist. Um, he is talking to him, telling him that. Uh, he's he's using the analogy of a tooth. So if you have a bad tooth, what do you do? You pull it. And he's like, and you have a bad brain. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to pull your brain out of you. <laughs> makes sense. So he makes he makes uh, Dogen sneeze, and his brain comes out, <laughs> and it sticks to the wall. And then he takes the brain and puts it down like a garbage chute. And then uh, Dogen is all about just watching TV now. That's all he wants to do. Is like, I want to watch TV. So um, we enter into that little lab after he walks away, and Dogen's still just sitting there watching TV. So we have to go see if we can find his brain. And we go uh, down the garbage chute, and we see um, this uh, It's kind of like a blueprint on the wall. Uh, and the brain actually gets sucked into the blueprint, and the blueprint is of this like giant tank looking thing. Uh, and then we get sucked into the blueprint, and the um, we're in like this battlefield area, and there is a um, the brain's laying there with this tank, and the tank picks up the brain and starts using it 
to kind of power itself. And then we have a boss fight with the tank. Um, and, uh, after beating it, um, we get ejected from the blueprint and the blueprint, if you, it, it starts to zoom out and we see exactly what's going on. The blueprint is on the wall and curtains come over like it's a window and we're in that room, that white room that we saw in Coach Oleander's brain. And we're like, oh shit. So this is what's going on. Coach Oleander is wanting to use people's brains to basically create an army of tanks. <laughs> we got to go warn some people. And then we run it like afterwards when we leave, uh, we run into uh, Dogen in the real world and we look in, he's, he's, he's talking about TV, wanting to watch TV all the time and stuff too. And we look and we look and we look through his ear and we can see straight through his head out the other side of his other ear. And we're like, Oh shit, he has lost his brain. And we're like, Oh no, this is actually <laughs> happening. And at that, at that time, Lily's like, okay, we, I, I, you know, something, she thinks something's going on. Meet me at the docks at night and, uh, we'll talk about it. And that's, that's where I stopped. So we don't know exactly what's going on, but Dogen's missing his brain. And we have then come to the conclusion that our brains are somehow psychically linked to other people's brains because Lily both mentioned that I'm having the same dreams and nightmares where there's meat everywhere and we're in this cave and I don't really know what's going on. And I'm like, that's what I was, I was thinking about too. So leave a little bit of mystery there. Yeah. It's, I mean, this game is, is set that it's going to, there's going to be some twists and turns. Yeah. Um, it, it's ripe for that for sure. Um, it, it's, it's quite, clever i yeah. think um it's definitely goofy yeah and it, it it gets away with it very well yeah the um the thing one of the things i do want to mention though is that because this is a heavy platforming game i have had a few issues gauging my jumps if that makes any sense <laughs> I've I've struggled with the camera on occasion, and it's mainly when trying to actually do the platform part. Yeah. Um, you kind of can't get a sweet spot for the camera. Yeah. Um, so you end up missing a jump occasionally. I, I've you're not alone on that one. There's pl plenty of times where I'm like, you know, normally when I play a platform or something like that, I normally have the camera facing my back, and I just walk forward kind of thing. But then there's yeah. but there's certain times in this game particularly when I need to move the camera to where I can see where I'm jumping to mm. because I'm going to miss it if I don't. Because it, it, like a lot of people have always said when you're playing a platforming game, always don't watch your character, watch the shadow, you know, where you're, yeah. that's where you're going to land kind of thing. And I'm having a hard time doing that, even though you can see his shadow where he's going to land. I just need to train my brain to do that. It's also the, the colors used in that game are quite dark. So yeah. seeing that shadow is a little bit more difficult, but yeah, it, it does have, I mean, this is a game that's 10 years old. It's, it's still got some of those issues. Um, not doesn't break the game or make it unplayable in any kind of way, but you've still got that kind of 3d platformer jank, which, yeah. you know, the making of the jumps camera, just, just being slightly off. Um, you know, is you notice them, but again, it, it, it doesn't take from the enjoyment. You know, you are the, the, the story and the, the mechanics of the kind of game 
keep you vested in it. Yeah. So it's um it's it's interesting. I'm having a I'm having a pretty good time. I, like I th- I figured out that like how long to beat said twelve hours to beat this game, and I was like, okay, well this will take a little while. But I mean, getting to this section, and I'd say we're about a fourth or more than a fourth through the game according to the fact itself, and I put maybe two and a half hours into it. And I'm like, hmm, this may be shorter than what I thought. <laughs> well, we'll see because it's it could be that it it becomes difficult and a lot of replays maybe towards the end i I don't know yeah so i don't know um you know it's just one of those things where i'm just like yeah i'm having a good time with it so if it's long it's long if it's not it's not so yeah i I mean i'll this is you know next week i'm gonna be going further than i had when i originally played it it's one of those games where i said i need to finish i need to play this game and go through it it's 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 got that history behind it. It's got that following, as you said, um, and I need to do it. And this is a, for me, this is a great opportunity to do that. And I've got, you know, I've played through yesterday, say, a couple of hours, and I want to play some more. So it's, um, yeah, I, I'll be, I think I'll be glad when I've finished this game to say that I've done it, and I think it'll be an experience that's worthwhile. Yeah, I don't know. One other thing is, it's, it's, it's actually a user error um, with me. <laughs> and one of the reasons why the platforming can be a little difficult is that I'm using my really, really old Xbox 360 controller, and the dead zone for the, <clears throat> the left stick is off just slightly. So get yourself one of those um, dongles for the new Xbox controller. Yeah. Just use your Xbox One controller. I'm wondering if, if the dongle I have for my Xbox 360 one will work. It doesn't. You it have doesn't. to get the one specifically for the Xbox One. Uh, of course I do. Of course you do. Um, they're really, I think they're about 25 bucks, but yeah, you do. Yeah. I've been toying with it, but I, I've got a perfectly good 360 controller at the moment. Yeah, my, um, mine's okay. It's just that like, the dead zone in mine is just a little off, so even whenever I'm not moving, like whenever I don't even have my thumbs on the sticks, it still moves, Raz, yeah. Raz slightly just moves forward just a little bit. And man, that has thrown me off a couple of times. Don't be cheap. Buy yeah. a new controller. Yeah, I may need a new <laughs> controller, but uh, I don't know. The see, I, that, that's but you know, I'm kind of making it hard on myself, but that's that's okay. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's it, it's kind of a short show, but I mean, that's okay. Um, you know, it, it's an introduction and stuff like that. And the truth be told, it we haven't put that much time into it. Maybe two hours at the most. And you know it's, but that's all right. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes with the mm. next the next episode. Um, hopefully, some more um, story stuff. Yeah, I'm sure because this kind of the the story seems to be progressing like literally a, a chapter at a time. So you're getting a uh, fair bit of information and and discovering something new. I think with each um, sort of level you're doing. So yeah, but um, I, we don't uh, don't have any emails. But if you would like to send us an email. Uh, it's drew at ztgd.com. I will read them on the show. You can talk to us about psychonauts or, uh, get those metal gear emails in for metal gear solid five, because we are, Matt is playing through it right now. And I am really, really going to hope that we get that episode out this (laughs) month sometime this month. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to try at least. Um, I don't know how far Matt is, but, uh, he's pretty good at like, you know, committing to something, so, uh, so we can finally put the year of the gear behind us. Year of the gear. Have you done all of them this year? We did them all this year. Oh, you have to do it this year then. Yeah, you it can't has to. Not. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, you can also follow us all on Twitter. I am at DML Fury. John is at John W U K. Um, and uh, the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, other than that, I think that's pretty much it. Um, short show, but that's okay. I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, but until then, I am Drew. I'm John. And we are out of here. Hope you guys have a great week. And we will be back next week to continue Psychonauts. Psychonauts.